The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Tokusatsu podcast. It's the best show about Tokusatsu you've probably never heard of. J.J. Uh, you guys remember he- that time Hibiki got butt-ass naked on television? Yes. Yes. I know that kind of breaks from my usual theming, but, uh, fuck it. Yes. Anyways. Yes. I thought you were going to mention how, uh, Miles Morales can now, uh, use the Speed Force. Again. I already did that No, one. but he can run fast. That's racist. Actually, wouldn't it be weird if he actually just gets super speed next time? They just make him into the Flash. At this fucking rate, I wouldn't be surprised. Because he already has, like, swords, lightning. Magic sword, lightning, invisibility, bullshit, power. Like, the only power that I don't have a problem with is his camouflage, because some spiders can do that. Obviously, it's not full fucking invisibility, but at least that's something some spiders can do. Not... I don't think I've ever yeah. seen a spider just make a sword. <laughs> no, no, I've never seen a spider do that. I'm pretty sure they can't do <laughs> I mean, that. You don't know. How many spiders do you know, personally? Uh, like three? You? What yeah. the fuck's me? What are you doing hanging out with spiders? I get, I get things outside of you, AJ. You're just hanging out with spiders all the time? Yeah, dude. Fucking weirdo. Um fucking bigot i am i'm a what, spider bigot i'm a spigot yeah <laughs> but anyways enough stalling what are we talking about today jay we're talking about a show called daimajin kanon hibiki 2 hibiki 2 basically yes <sighs> I, this is gonna be another weird one for me because i'm gonna just be straight up i was bored to a lot of this show <laughs> This is going to be a divisive one, then, because uh, I found it really entertaining. I, I liked a lot of it. It's just, I think after a while, I was just like, okay, well, I've kind of seen all your tricks. I, I think that's mm. something for me. Well, where, like, the... I, I like it, but I don't love it. Mm. I think that's fair, but uh, we'll, we'll get more into that as we go. Well, what is, what is Majin Buu about, Jay? Uh, well, Majin Buu is about 200 episodes too long, but this show is a remake, sequel, imagining something or other, uh, of a 1966, I think 1966, I don't remember, mid-60s tokusatsu series called Daimajin, which was a trilogy of films about a giant stone god that lived in the mountains coming to life and coming down to the villages to fuck shit up. Uh, this has basically nothing to do with those movies beyond the title character, who himself is barely in this show, and that's pretty much it. There's really no similarities beyond... Like, the thematic concept that they go into about, like, Daimajin, or I guess they call him Bujin in this show, but it's the Daibujin. same thing. His kind of 
deeper lore, like the stuff with like the songstresses and the way the villages treat him and all that. Like that's kind of connected to the movies, <laughs> but it doesn't really have anything else to do with it beyond that. Even then, that's vague. Um, have yeah. you se- have you ever seen any of those movies? No, AJ? but I was gonna mention just right off the bat because the we're we're kind of gonna we're gonna go a little bit in reverse because I wanted to talk about this first. The number one thing that I mm. love about this show is the lore of it because a lot of it is very interesting i i like the ideas behind everything in this show and it made me honestly and we're gonna make this comparison a lot but it's because it's it's valid this makes me feel like this is what the writer originally wanted to do for hibiki you know what i mean oh yeah no that's that's kind of like the main thing you'll notice going into this and that's kind of the primary thematic element of this series that we joke when we call it Hibiki 2, but it is essentially just Hibiki 2. It's the same producer, same director, same writer. Uh, it is a very similar premise as well. But this sort of deeper lore and the elements surrounding it with the heroes and the way they interact with society as a large and the monsters is all really very similar to the way the Oni writers and the Makamo were Hibiki. So... As much as we say it as a joke, we do mean it pretty literally when we say it's Hibiki 2. Well, I think we should start off with explaining what... Because a lot of people are going to be going into the show seeing, like, the the masked heroes and thinking they're, like, a Sentai team. But I think many people are going to be very... Yeah. I think, honestly, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed when they realize that's not what they are. No, no, not, not even in remotely. In fact, this is, like... I would hardly even call this a tokusatsu show with how little there is standard tokusatsu stuff in it, which I love the hell out of. And that's kind of like the stuff that I liked about Hibiki too. But if you kind of go into it expecting your standard tokusatsu show, you're probably going to be bummed out. You're you're probably going to be... Again, I liked a lot of the slice of life stuff like like in Hibiki, but you're probably going to get really bored when you realize that this show t- loves to take its time. it And it does. Oh, yeah. It's 25 episodes, and every single episode takes its time. And I think a lot of people are going to run into that problem of... And this, and again, to be fair, and I will fully admit this, I will fully, fully concede to this point, of binging this kind of show is not good. It, it's the same problem that, no. that I think some people ran in with Hibiki, where if you binge Hibiki, you're going to get bored really fucking fast. No, yeah, I, that is the, one of the few things that I will agree is a negative of the show, is the pacing is glacial at points. The episodes, that maybe like... Oh, excuse me, that was gross. Maybe like one or two things will happen in an entire episode beyond just like the characters talking or them like going from place to place. And it like story arcs will take several episodes to play out in times very similar to early Hibiki, but almost cranked up to 11. And again, I really enjoyed that, but it does get very, very exhausting when, when a plot will just go on and on and on. And then just kind of like, Sometimes they don't even resolve themselves immediately. They'll just kind of disappear for a little bit and then come back. I mean, like later. the like the whole thing with Kanon's ex boyfriend. Like that was uh, fucking. Yeah, what that's. The fuck? uh, oh my god, I want to. I, I I do have something to complain about him because that fucking went nowhere. Well, see, but, okay, 
that that's kind of the thing that I that I believe that a lot of people are gonna have issues with with this show in general is that it's so glacial that if you're going in to this show, you have to understand it's a show you have to sit down and just relax and watch for most part. Because even, I, I mean, shit, there are points where there's not even a fucking fight scene. Or if there is a fight scene, it's extremely short in the episodes. We're like, oh, yeah. maybe 10 seconds, maybe 15 seconds, and that's it. They're, they're done. The rest of it is just characters. That'll be it. That'll be it for the entire episode, yeah. And it, and it, makes, me really, it makes me really think, like, I wonder how many people have been turned off by that kind of pacing. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean... I like Hibiki, I like Kuga, and Kuga, let's be honest, nobody's going to sit here and say Kuga goes at a fucking... Nobody says Kuga goes at fucking, like, I don't know, zero one's pace or whatever like that. No, absolutely but not. I do. But I did find my... Yeah, you know, unless you're But stupid. I did find myself, even a couple of times, thinking, like, all right, we, we can speed this up just a little bit. Just a little bit. I think that mm. happened to me more in the middle of the show rather than the beginning and the end, I think. Yeah, once you hit, like, after the point... Canon learns the uh, about the monsters and everything and starts kind of dipping her toes in the lore. The show really does slow down at that point. But that's only for like, I think at most like six to eight episodes. And then after that, it starts picking up again, which is good. But it does, it, it does eventually hit a point where the drag shoot gets pulled and the already glacial pacing just freezes almost. Yeah. Not even to, like, again... It's not like, say, to pick a random show out of my head, it's not like with O's, where once uh, Birth shows up, fucking nothing important happens up until uh, the Purple Metals debut. But it's not also like, again, even if you've seen Hibiki, it's slower than Hibiki. Yeah, like, Hibiki is slow, but they, they paced it better in a way where they still, like... Mm. They sprinkled in every little while about the lore, and more more so with uh, with Hibiki because he was just that much of a charismatic guy. With this one, it feels much. I don't know. It's something about it just felt way slower, and like you said, it, it is way slower. And I think that is a mm. detriment to a lot of the points that the show is trying to make, because because of that kind of pacing, you can end. I mean, I'll be honest. I had to rewatch an episode or two because you can and will lose your attention span at least once or twice. I wouldn't say it ever gets that bad for me personally, but at the same time, yeah, there are points where it does get almost insufferably slow. But I'll, I'll just and yeah. I don't necessarily I don't sorry to cut you off there. I don't necessarily think it's detrimental to the point of the show, but at the same time, it is does also it does clash with a few themes that come up, especially yeah. with like the whole themes about like life and maturity and all you that. really but, need uh, to we'll, we'll get more really into that to, like, we should probably explain what the hell this show is actually about before we even actually start explaining well i was gonna, the I was gonna say show. you really need to brace yourself for that because again i i went in this 100 percent blind i didn't know this this was going to be the pacing so when that pacing hit me mm. i didn't expect it and i was like oh okay i should i went in with this show with a completely wrong mindset no but uh, yes go for it okay so the basic plot of the show revolves around two, basically two people. So primarily it revolves around a girl named Misaki Kanon. It was a girl from the countryside that came to Tokyo to live her dream of being a musician. And as is tends to be the case, she got chewed up and spit out by city life and just the absolute horrible nightmare that is being in the city, among other things. 
and has essentially closed herself off from the world emotionally and emotionally and physically, uh, which is unfortunately at a very bad time because a group of warriors known as the Onbake, which are essentially the personified spirits of inanimate objects, or I guess non-human objects, because there are some that are animals, but that's splitting hairs. Basically, they're monsters that became human. They're, they're things that became human because people liked them that much. So they're, they are servants of humanity where they seek out evil spirits that are plaguing souls and trying to wreak havoc and destroy humanity. Uh, and they try to exercise them. And it has come at a particularly bad point in time where they're sort of, I guess, not necessarily leader, but like they're god more or less the eponymous daimajin or bujin as i explained uh he's been in a eternal slumber for several centuries and a premonition has come up where they know that they're going to need him soon and they need to find an individual that is the a fabled songstress who knows a song that bujin loved and it was it would that singing the song would summon him essentially and Incidentally, Kaunon happens to be the current generation's songstress. So our, prota our other protagonist, Taihei, is sent to the city from the countryside to find her and help her stop being depressed so she can sing her song and wake up God, essentially. That is, that is the basic element of the show. Basically. Yeah, there, that's, there, there's definitely more to it. It's, it is a little difficult to properly explain, but... That is the sort of simplest way I can explain it. Uh, monsters are trying to wake up their god, and the only person who can wake them up is a depressed high. I mean, to be fair, you spirit. could even just you could make it simple and just say monster, really. Monster. It's really just. Yeah, it, it technically is just one monster at the end of the day. It technically is just Taihei, yes, but I guess the others are kind of helping. But oh, I, I wait, what? Oh, okay. No, no. I, the, uh, I I confused. Oh, oh, you mean the evil? I, I, I evil. got myself yeah, confused. Yeah, no, no, no. I, missed... I was like, what the fuck? I mixed myself up, too. Yeah, I guess I said monsters, but there's really technically only one monster in yeah. this show. Um, which is something I'll get to in a bit. Uh, let's start with Canon. Canon? Canonicity? Uh, she is a very interesting protagonist. Um, because she doesn't want to be alive. Comparable... No, she. She's just like me because she's depressed and hates the city. Uh, I kid. She's very similar thematically to Asamu from Hibiki in that both kind of have the same primary arc, but they're, and they're relatively speaking, similarish characters in a way. But, oh my god, disgusting type. But the circumstances are different, and that's where things start to get a little more complicated. I, I like her. I like so, her idea more than Asumu because with Asumu it was very much a coming of age story. With Canon, mm. she's already of age, but she's gotten so fucked up by life that she almost has to retake that journey. Like it's an adult retaking the yeah. the, uh, the coming of age journey, and it's really interesting because you don't usually get to see that in shows like this where. They already were there. They got destroyed, and now they have to rebuild themselves up from where they used to be. Something has broken the pedestal they put themselves on, and now they have to repair it. Yes, basically. I I really liked Canon. She's she's a very different protagonist than what you usually expect. And again, that's largely she wants because to die. 
she's well she wants to die she's very emotionally closed off uh she has these very strong moral ideas but you can tell that her own personal betrayals that she's experienced have forced her to almost abandon them and kind of go against her own personal morals in many ways and i think it's interesting the way the show depicts her sort of eternal struggle of this is something that I know I should do and at any other point I would do, but now is a point where I feel like I can't do it. And a lot of it's, it goes from a lot of simple stuff like, oh, somebody on the side of the road dropped something and I decided not to help them. And then there's kind of the greater narrative of the thing with her song, the song that relates to Bujin and the way her own personal relationships fell apart and how she was exploited and that kind of ties into her giving up and not wanting to help people mm-hmm. anymore. So it's all really interesting and it's very different from what you'd see from a typical tokusatsu show. It's almost more standard drama plot than it is like a tokusatsu oh, 100%. plot. Honestly, the biggest thing with mm. Canon that I like about is the fact that they never once forget about the idea that she does inside not want to be this way. Deep inside, she really, Mm. really, really does not want to do these kinds of things. She does not want to ignore people who are in distress. She does not want to ignore these kinds of things. But she does because she's too afraid, oh, fuck, I'm going to get screwed again if I do. And it's it's very realistic. Honestly, I hate to say say that in a show like this, obviously. But it's a very down-to-earth, realistic depiction of somebody who has basically major trust issues that have been exploited upon. And I, I like it. I honestly, Kana was probably one of my favorite characters in the show just because of how down to earth her, you know, depiction of trust issues really were. Cause yeah, that's it. That's exactly how a lot of people feel. Oh yeah. I personally related to it a lot. I've gone through similar experiences before in my life and seeing her go through it as well is very interesting from a outside perspective, especially somebody who again, kind of went through the same arc and, even if you look at her, because the thing I like is that it doesn't take the entire show for them to wrap up that arc. Her arc actually gets wrapped up like halfway through. And then the rest of the show is sort of her helping others along the same journey. And it's really, it's an interesting um, switch in the dichotomy of the roles where before it was her basically being taught how to overcome this obstacle in her life. And now that she's resolved it, she's helping other people out. And I thought that was really interesting, and I did really like that. And again, from somebody on the outside who's gone through the same thing, I related to that a lot, and I found Canon really enjoyable. I I really do like that, especially, too, that they they never at any point forget that this happened to her, and they never at any point have her forget anything she's learned or forget how she used to be. There's never any point where she gets reset as a character. Everything kind of builds on top of her and stays built on top of her. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to really say about her is just that I just like the depiction of her trust issues, how realistic they are. And like you said, they never forget it. They never forget that she came from here. And if, if anything, she's almost proud that she went through the kinds of things that she went to, to get to here, because without that, she would never meet, she would have never met Taihei and all that stuff. So it would, it's, it's yeah, interesting. Exactly. It's interesting to see a character not only change, but change for the better and change for the better while never forgetting who they used to be. Because that happens all the time in these kinds of shows where a, a villain will just change, right? They'll, they'll become a good guy. Mm. 
and they just forget all of the bad shit they did as as good guys, as uh, as bad guys. Obviously, Canon is not near to that extreme. She didn't commit genocide. No, but you know, well, not that we know of. She she just she walked by Hitler and, and didn't decide to pick him up to pick up his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> she saw Hitler getting bullied for his paintings and decided not to stand yeah. up for him. But um but no but like for real like they never forget that she was at one point this person. And I like that. I really like that. Um but we mm. can move on from her to basically the quote unquote heroes of the show. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest basically all of them except for Taihei don't matter. Uh, I honestly forgot basically all of their names besides Taihei as well. I think I remember like Tomosuke, and that's just because he's, he's funny. Because uh, he because he's funny. He's funny. Actually, funny wait. Dog. What, who is who is uh, Canon played in other shows? Because she looks very familiar. I don't think she's been in other stuff, but I don't think she's been in other Toku shows. Like that's the weird thing about this show is that. It is filled with the cast is filled with a lot of people that you have seen in other things, both Toku and non Toku. Like, uh, Taihei's been in a bunch of shows. A lot of, like, it that's the thing I really like about the show is like the cast is like they're all established actors. It's not like a usual Toku show, it's a lot of bunch of fresh people or people who have basically been in nothing. They're all a lot of established actors, they're all you know, good, great actors, and even then there's there's a bunch of Toku alumni that show up in it too and they're really great as well like um one of the main secondary on Bake is of course now Nagasawa who's in fucking everything it seems like that we watched recently uh and boy fucking howdy do they have her tits on full display oh dude the moment they um, introduced her I was like ah you're this character <laughs> they they are they are very, very aware that now Nagasawa is here for her breasts, and they make they they make you know that very I early mean, on. Hey, you got him, flaunt him. Mm. But yeah, and like even like specifically actors that you'll reckon you know that I mean, you're not to be rude, but our audience would recognize. You got a bunch of them too, like and a lot of like minor roles, like uh, like Time Yellow shows up later on, and um. There are a couple of characters who play like one-off villains in movies, Ultra and they Seven show up. Shows and it's a lot of, like, I don't think he does, he but uh, I wouldn't be surprised. He might be in the background somewhere. Uh, well, considering they had fucking Char Aznable show up for one scene in one episode, I wouldn't be uh, surprised. That, that was the that was the day they also had him for the uh, Hyundai commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been actually. <laughs> no, that's not a joke, by the way. Shuichi Ikeda shows up on screen to play like the principal of a college for no fucking reason. And he's, he's just he's there. Not even trying to hide he's, the fact that that's a just, it's just, he's basically using the shard voice. I mean, that's his real oh, voice. But he plays it up so. a little bit, but yeah, yeah. He's definitely like, you could definitely tell like I am here because it, actually that's where there's a lot of voice actors that are from big things. Like, uh, like they have these little like stone statue sidekick guys and, uh, one of them is voiced by Jigen from Luke yep. on the Third. Um, another one's voiced by I forget his name, but he's been in a bunch of Toku shows. Uh, oh yeah, the fucking like loser tag along kid that hangs out with the Onbake is uh, Jin from Geats, which is really fucking weird. Wait, which one? I didn't. E- which which we talk about the nerdy guy. 
No, I'm talking about the kid who turns into the TV. Oh, oh like the right, little right, little right, kid. Right. Oh, okay. What? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a he. He's in Geats now, which is crazy. I'm telling you, man. Um, that's just one step forward where we can get the uh, the the writer gummy kid as a writer. I'm telling you. It might be. He's got charge. But yeah, you get a lot of. Uh... <laughs> Dude, I kind of. Oh, that would be so actually. based. Well, we'll know, we'll know probably by the time probably. this episode comes but, out. Uh, but no, like, y- you are right that are, there are a lot of people in the show that just kind of pop up and you're like, what the fuck? I know you. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Hmm. Um, but there's a lot of alumni in the show. Though I will admit that uh, a lot of the, uh, like, at least of the main f- five, right? It's five? Yeah. Of the main five yeah. on Bake, only Tahe really matters. Uh, I remember the I remember the yeah. uh, crawfish one, but that's only because he looked like Wish dot com Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah, he's the uh, he's the token half on the show. He's Canadian, um, probably. I, I he's Australian, actually. I know, right? Yeah, like like most of them don't matter. I fucking forgot half their names as well. Uh, which is shame. I mean, like they're not bad characters. They're just kind of boring and they don't really do anything that contributes to canon's plotline yeah. she's just they're just kind of there reiterate about hibiki they remind me a lot about of any oni that wasn't hibiki himself they're not bad they yeah just, they just don't do much they've got their own stories going on and sometimes we'll see them but that's not relevant to yeah, our exactly story. like it's fine. which which on one hand i like because that that fleshes out the universe and makes it seem much larger and see like, like there's more going on, but within a narrative of a show, Oh, here's this guy that turns into a safe. Uh, why is he here now? Here's I don't the know. Mantis He's woman. just here. Here's the mantis woman who does nothing. Here's, or, uh, uh, the teapot. Here's time yellow, uh, who shows up jobbing out and then here's, does nothing uh, else. But job here's out. Time fire. You can't see him cause he's dead. I wish, I wish time. No, fire he, his was character just starts off dead. They're just cutting out the middle. Well, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they just cut well. out the middle, yeah. He starts off dead. Uh, no, he doesn't. By the way, I know someone's gonna be out there. He's like time fires in this. No, he's not. Uh, no, he is not in this. Unfortunately, it would be great if he Cannon's was. Grandma but he's not played by this. the original Godzilla suit actor. <laughs> Okay, well... Again, somebody's going to fucking believe so. that. Uh, but anyway, so since we can't really <laughs> talk about anybody besides Taihei and now Nagasawa's titties, let's just talk about Taihei. Mm. Uh, he started off kind of annoying and got way, 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 way better at the end. Yeah, it's weird where, for the most part, Taihei doesn't really change the character. He's kind of a static character in a weird way, but that actually works and gives him a lot of growth where because he stays that similar as the rest of the cast and the narrative evolves, him staying the same sort of elevates everybody else. Like he's kind of this this overly optimistic kind of goody goody guy. He's he's very similar again to Hibiki, but he's he not quite the same. He, like, he's um, similar to Hibiki in personality, but not experience. Yeah. He's got a little bit of the same level of experience, but with Hibiki, you, you know, you get the idea of like, he's kind of this 
goofier guy. He's got a little bit of a funny side, but he's very serious. He's been doing this for God knows how long. He's very mature, world-weary, and he's uh, he's seen yeah, it all. He, that's, yeah, you're right. And Taihei is a little similar to that, but he's definitely goofier. He's definitely a little more overly optimistic at points. Definitely plays up the uh, the goofiness angle, too. Like, uh, in a lot of, like, the earlier episodes, like, there's a couple of times where, like, he'll just, like, walk into a fight with some street punks and just start laughing the entire time as they're punching him. Stuff like that. Like, like he takes everything as, like, a when joke. I, when I team. saw that, I was he like, just can kinda... I call the fucking police? She's, like... Dude, she's, like... He is, like, straight-up stalking Canon for, like, the first eight episodes. They do They do the same joke four times where he shows up at her fucking apartment at random hours banging on her door trying to talk to her and her neighbor just comes out and is just like you fucking freak go away that's what I'm saying at a certain point I was like can I call the police literally like why didn't she just kill the cops uh, because uh, she said <clears throat> I mean to be fair yeah I hate calling the cops too but at the same time there's definitely a point where like your depression outweighs your own safety. But again, I, I like Tai Hei in the sense that, again, you, it's like you said yourself, he kind of elevates everybody else because it doesn't change as much. However, I do say that he mm. was pretty fucking annoying the first at least three episodes. He was pretty bad. Like, I didn't, I couldn't get with him I in the first three. I disagree. I didn't find him annoying, but I can see where somebody would find him annoying. Because, he again, he is very much the kind of... St- I don't want to say he's a stock character, but he's very much that sort of optimistic toku hero character for a good chunk of the show. Uh, well, that's what episodes. I'm saying. Like up to Which, episode three, he was really getting like. Mm, I think I think what really turned him around was uh, I'm trying to remember the name. the the, the suicide the quote unquote suicidal businessman. Like that that episode. Oh really yes yes it yes for me at least in terms of like really liking him. I was like, all right, this is this this character has way more to him than they're giving him credit for. Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed that arc, too. And uh, I really liked the ending as well, because it, well, maybe. But I know that what I like is that it, it kind of almost sets him up for a similar thing that happened to Kanon, where he puts a lot of his optimism and trust in somebody and gets betrayed because of circumstances beyond his control. Admittedly, it's not exactly the same scenario, but it's the same sort of setup. And... Unlike Canon, where she kind of collapses and gives up, Taihei kind of just kind of powers through it, and he's like, well, you know, not every human can be like that. And he, he definitely, he kind of like, I don't even necessarily say brushes it off, but he does learn from it as a person, and it kind of builds his character from there. But at the same time, he doesn't really change, and he doesn't like, he doesn't react super negatively to it. He Honestly, he's more upset that the other person gave up than he was getting betrayed. Exactly. Which I found really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I like Taihei, but now we have to talk about everybody else, Jay. Yeah. The um, dog. There was Tomosuke, the dog man, who was just there because he's an idiot. Uh, I liked him. He was funny, though. He, he had a lot of good his, funny moments. His suit uh, was, for some reason, the one that put me off the most. Oh, yeah. The, the, the suit designs are very... Um, interesting in this show his was definitely like okay i that that's one dog i would fucking shoot i would not stop driving for that one 
we have uh, the blue one. The, the blue, the, the other, other girl. girl who uh, I who, swear who I does. Thought, I, I, I swear she, she looked like somebody from like pre-decade writer. I don't know who it was. I don't think it is, but it looks somewhere. I think she I think she was like a, a random victim of the week, but I don't remember. Uh Yeah, she's there. Yeah. She exists. Uh <laughs> That's kind of the problem is that like everybody that again, like we said, everybody that isn't Taihei basically just exists. Like uh like they're Taihei's boss, the old man, who's he's just kind of an old man. He's that old man character you see a lot. I mean, he's fun. He's got some fun moments, but he, he, there's not a whole lot to say about him. Or, or there's the old lady that runs the ramen shop, who who's just kind of like the old lady. And there's the the crawfish on Bakay, who I I guess is supposed to be the boss of the other three. He's but the like, serious one. He's the serious one, except for when he isn't, and. Uh, he doesn't really do anything either. I mean, he does the most out of the three, but like nothing he really like, again, as we already said, a lot of their stuff is just kind of like happening at the same time. And most of it is not really important to the a plots. Honestly, they're more related to the monster plot than fucking Taihei and Canon. But see, that's, that's kind of the weirdest thing, right? I enjoyed Mm. the show most when it really didn't have anything to do with the, with the monsters. I didn't really give a oh, shit. Oh, no, like, absolutely. The whole thing with the Ipada, I, I couldn't give a fuck. I really didn't. Like, because it, 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 a lot of that stuff had nothing to do with the growth of Canon. Her growth was because Taihei needed her to, you know, sing the song to wake a uh, big, big stone man. That, that, was, that was her point. <laughs> and the growth to get to that point. But when it comes to the monster stuff, it really, it, honestly, they could have killed that thing in episode one and never mentioned it again, and nothing would change really, besides waking up Bujin. Real, I mean, I guess you wouldn't have a reason to wake up Bujin, but fuck it, you know. I don't know. You can make something else. You make up something. I mean, that's the thing is that like I was expecting there to be multiple ones. Like the setup is that the monster is created stuff from like some serial killer, and that possesses her ex boyfriend, and that's kind of where a lot of the problems come from is that her ex-boyfriend is possessed by a demon and he starts becoming a bigger douchebag than he already <laughs> was. And I thought, I thought that's where the plot was going to be. Was that like him already kind of being an asshole is what got him possessed by the monster. And that sort of leads him down a path. And once they, they figure it out, it, that's when, you know, Oh, he learns his lesson and he starts to try to improve as a person. But like, no, he just, uh, they they kick the monster out of his body after like 12 episodes and then then he just doesn't like do anything and then he randomly comes back as a drug dealer for some reason uh, and then he gets arrested yeah and then he gets arrested off yeah, screen yeah you know. no but but, that, but that's what i'm saying like the, yeah the that's kind of with the monster plot literally we could have changed the idea from we need to wake up bujin to kill the monster to we want to wake up Bujin because he is an old Ombake and he's one of our dearest friends and he's just depressed. A simple thing. Mm. It's the same fucking thing because you know what? It's still, especially with Bujin, it goes with the theme of trust. It goes with the theme of trusting people and learning how to trust people again. I feel like that would have worked perfectly. You don't yeah. you didn't need the, you really did not need the monster fights. Honestly, 
I know why they're there, but honestly, I to... this was like, if this were a more typical Tokusatsu show, because a lot of the episodes are again like, here is somebody who is suffering from something of the week. Here is how Taihei helps them through their problems, and Canon learns from it. And in like a typical to Tokusatsu show, each person would be possessed by a monster. And it'd be Taihei and Kanon trying to teach them to overcome their problems, and that exercises the demon, and then they destroy it. And like, and then that would kind of build up to a greater threat in the background. But no, it's the same monster through the entire show, which on one hand would have been more interesting if they played more with the idea of like the host, like... Because the monster's whole thing is that it's trying to kill people to steal souls to become more powerful because yada 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 plot. It doesn't really have any end goal other than because evil. And you, you could even have had like the same monster possessing different people throughout the show and that's where things come from. That would have been an interesting way to do it. And I don't even necessarily dislike the way it's done in the show. I think it's really interesting. I really like the stuff with the monster. It's just... It's almost disconnected it it's like if in, again it'd be like in a, if in hibiki where hibiki and asamu were just doing their own shit and then all of the other oni were fighting monsters on the side and then occasionally hibiki would fight a monster that's kind of what it's like yeah it's well see again that that, that goes back to the point uh, that i was saying where like if we didn't have the monster stuff it would you know what in reality, what you could, what you would have done, it if this was more typical, or if you want to make it a little mm. less typical, it's let's say the demon is possessing people who just have a lit like a little like a little twist of cane in them. You know, call it intrusive thoughts, call it a little bit of evil inside you, call it whatever you want. But like they have that little yeah. bit of like twistedness in them. He sees that, and that's like a door to it. And, you know, Taihei and Kanon can help them, you know, get over that or something like, oh, you got cheated on by your by your boyfriend. OK, uh, well, let's help you get through that. So that demon has no chance to get inside you. And if it does get, and, you know, have a couple episodes where it does get inside them and blah, 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 blah. But outside of that, really, there's no reason for the demon to even be a thing. Not really, no. And again, like. The problem is, you know, if you don't, if you look at it from a typical tokusatsu perspective, yeah, no, it's not right. I kind of, I really, again, I really do dig it as much as I think it's not really all that relevant and it's kind of its own thing. I like the stuff with the other Onbake and the monster and all that. I think it's kind of interesting. It's just, again, in the greater context, it does kind of feel irrelevant. And as a greater package, it is a little weak. But I don't necessarily think it's bad. But if you, again, it's one of those things where if you're looking at it as a typical show, you're probably going to agree that it's I not I kind of just good. like the other stuff way more. That's like For me, that's the problem. It's not that I even mm. think it's bad. I just enjoy the other stuff way more. I think, no, I, think I mean, I'll absolutely agree like, with you. That, that you're, you're giving me fries with a Wagyu steak. I like fries. Don't get me wrong. I love fries. But... It's a wacky steak, you know? It's a, it's a nice steak. I, I mean, I, I like that a little bit more than the fries. I think that's that's the thing. The fries are fries, but the steak could be, be anything. Steak. It could even be fries. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I think that's the, that's the problem where, like, I like the stuff with the monster. I just think 
if you did it a bit differently, it would be integrated better. I think you could have integrated just a little mm. bit better where it didn't feel so, at some point, superfluous. I would agree in that, one, I think the stuff with Taihei and Kanan is better, and a lot of the times the monster stuff does feel superfluous to the greater plot, but I really do enjoy it, and I didn't find it, like, uninteresting or boring at any point. I I was enjoying, I, you know, I was hooked into the monster stuff, but I agree with you on that, where it definitely could have been incorporated better. Yeah, but he's dead now. Mm. The he monster's is. dead now. I think. The monster's dead. Probably. But again, but even then, like, I like the idea behind the monsters too, because I like, honestly, I like the idea that it was one monster because they, they at least built it up where it's like, oh, this only happens every so often. Like, I think the old man said, I think it's only every 12 yeah. years that something like this happens, which, play, which yeah, plays on an idea like that. that I liked when we spoke about Hibiki, where I was like, oh, maybe like the Oni or uh, what are they called? The Makamo. The monsters? Yeah, yeah. The like, Makamo, oh, maybe yeah. the Makamo aren't something that happen every day. It's, you know, it's like it's once in a while or maybe every year they have to go out and exterminate them. And, you know, that's that's it for the entire year. Like, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, like every, every like, summertime or whatever. <laughs> like cicadas or something. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that's the, I like that idea with this one where it's like, oh, this doesn't happen every day. It's like every 12 years it happens. And, you know, when it does, we have to get all hands on deck and all that. Like, it's a big thing. And that that play and that yeah gives the monster stuff more I guess relevance and urgency. I just think that it could have been implemented just a tiny bit better because they do feel really disconnected at a certain point. Like what was the episode where there were yeah. uh oh, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Like quite literally neither of the plots had anything to do with each other and it was just weird bouncing back and forth. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, okay, I guess we're just doing this. So you're going to have to be more specific because I don't remember that episode uh, entirely. I, I'm going to just shoot for the one where they're all in the forest with the uh, mantis chick. Um, oh, yeah. I, I remember that one. Or, like, especially near the end where, like, the monster's just going on a random killing spree and, like, the the bee squad will be off running and they're like, oh, no, it possessed a monk and it murdered this temple. And then, like, Canon's fucking talking with her dad and how you know she has to talk to her new mom and shit like that and like these two plots are completely disconnected this has nothing to do with each other pretty much but outside of that what else what else we got here what else we got here uh i mean that's kind of every well there's a couple of other characters beyond that and most of them aren't super relevant so we kind of touched on it a little bit but uh oh my god Nice. But sort of the main impetus of the plot is Kana moved to the city, went to college, met a guy, gave her song, the prayer song to the guy, and he turned that into a like a rock song, basically. And they started a band. They had already started a band, and the guy basically stole her song and made it a song for his band and then dumped her and got super rich and famous from Whoa, that song. Uh super rich and famous i don't know man well i mean definitely like a one hit wonder flash in the pan kind of thing but every they fucking play the song everywhere and everybody knows who they are so they're definitely at least famous i was because i was gonna say i mean have you seen his apartment there ain't no way that boy's rich listen 
That's just how people You're live. Right. City city life is expensive, AJ. He lives in fucking. They live in Tokyo. Where's the Tokyo? I don't remember. I think it oh, is probably. Tokyo. I don't remember. Uh, he's just an asshole, really. He really there is, is just an asshole. There is nothing in between the lines with him. He is just a douchebag. He is he is almost irredeemable, and like again, I was expecting because we only really see a lot of him after he's been possessed. So I figured that was what the uh, the big twist was going to be, is that, like, oh, he got possessed because, you know, he he did this thing that he kind of feels guilty about for Canon, and the monster kind of preyed on that insecurity, and that's why he's getting worse. But no, he's he was just always kind of a dick, it seems like. And, and like, almost irredeemably so. It's weird, too. Where like they, It almost seems like they are trying to set up that, Oh, he's he's kind of a good person, but he's you know he's made mistakes, or he's kind of an ass, but he's you know he does feel bad at some <laughs> points, but not really. No, they just kind of forget they, about they that. Just, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of refreshing in a way where it's just no, this guy's just an asshole. Like there is no redeem. There's no, no yeah, it's, There's no he's a good guy now. There is no oh it was the it was the ghost doing it. No, he's just a douchebag, pure and simple. He's some some people in life are just assholes. And I'm like, you know what? That's true. That's kind of refreshing. I kind of like that. No, absolutely. I agree where it's it's an interesting change where it's like, no, actually, he doesn't get redeemed. He's just always been a huge asshole and he gets worse. And like, but the weird thing is that like a lot of his own problems, like a lot of the, I guess the, the comeuppance for his mistakes is almost completely disconnected to anything that happens. Like it's all sort of happenstance. Yeah. Like, like again, even it's almost disconnected from what happens with uh Canon too. Like them, uh, she ends up confronting one of the members of the band, the one who replaced the singer who replaced her, about how the song was stolen. Basically, I forget exactly how the circumstances oh, she, happened. She, but like, uh, Tahe basically she, was like, "Hey yo, your song is shit and it was stolen." Yeah, yeah, that's right. Taihei confronted her about it, uh, and then she's like wait, really? And then she goes to talk to a uh, canon about it. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's stolen. And then that's where things start to break apart with the band. But like the, the fucking band's manager finds out that he stole it completely unrelated from her and everybody else. And they kick him out completely unrelated. And the band dissolves because of it. Like none of, none of what happens to the band or really from there is at all relevant to what, Honestly, I felt the worst for the band singer, the replacement singer, because I was just like, she had nothing mm. to do with any of this. She's getting fucked because of someone else's mistake. That is so fucked up. No, and that's what I liked is that, like, she she is also interesting, too, because she's almost a mirror to Canon in some ways, with the, at least in that regard, where, like, she doesn't know that the song is stolen up until she gets confronted about it. And she's conflicted because, of course, you know, another thing, like, like she doesn't want to just bank on that one song. But, like, uh, Canon's boyfriend sucks at writing music and writing songs, so they're basically going to die off if they don't come up with something new. And, like, everybody else in the band, like, knew the song was stolen, but, like, they just wanted the fame, so they don't do anything about it. And I like that, too, where she's not, she's very similar to Canon and her morals, but because she doesn't have that same sort of upbringing where 
Canon, we see a lot of Canon as a child where she was basically taught to be the nicest you can be and help everybody who needs help. You know, that kind of countryside kid thing where she's more of like a city kid. So she's, she ultimately is a little more self-serving, but she still does like have morals. She tries to stand up for herself, but there's also that point where she kind of lets herself get walked on by the band when, when she finds out, she tries to confront the band about it and confront the manager, but like, oh, hey guys, look at this. You're in the top 10 of new bands and like all this, and you guys are going fucking crazy with sales and records and all that. And then she's like, do I sabotage all of our careers or do I do the right thing? And I really found it interesting. But again, like everything that sort of resolves that plot line and her morals is completely unrelated to what anything anybody does. I mean, in a way, I kind of enjoyed that because it kind of just in a weird way, I kind of enjoy it because it's kind of like, well, you don't have to do anything about this. The universe just kind of fixed itself. No, it's weirdly realistic in that way, and I really did enjoy that. I just think oh, it's, it's very funny. funny. Just honestly, the funniest part of that how was uh, by, by pure like, happenstance. I think it was like two episodes before the finale, where uh, Cannon's working at her uh, a diner job. One of her coworkers just like, "Hey, yo, mm. two of the band mem- two former uh, the two of the former band members from Zero C came in thinking they're hot shit. It's fucking hilarious. They <laughs> yeah, I love cool. that too. Oh, it's so good." I was like, oh, that's fun. That was fucking I thought that dweeds. was really funny. I was like, oh, mm. <laughs> that's, that, that's good. Um, but again, I... I yeah, and yeah, I like yeah. the stuff where... Uh, I forget I forget the, the, the second singer. After the band has dissolved, she starts trying to make up with Canon. It's like, let's just start a new band. You, you and I can work together and we can, you know... With blackjack and We hookers. can make something that actually... Me- yeah, basically. And, like, they kind of set that up, and I was expecting that to be, like, a plot line that went up to the finale. But, no, it just does kind of get dropped, which I understand. They didn't have a whole lot of time also, left. Also, there was only so many ways I you been can inter- remix the same fucking song. Yeah, yeah, they had the one song, and it started getting really irritating <sighs> after a while. <sighs> but, no, like... I did really enjoy that. It's very realistic with the way it gets resolved and realistic with the way all the characters are built up. Um, But also, like, again, we kind of touched on it earlier where the stuff with the boyfriend is completely, like, at one point, for some reason, the boyfriend just hooks up with some chick who was in, like, one episode earlier on, and he's basically abusing her because she's a fucked up weirdo who has no good relationships. And, like... He's having her run drugs and shit, but like that that gets resolved by no intervention from any of our characters. Like Canon finds out, doesn't do anything. Taihei doesn't do anything. The girl, I'm pretty sure doesn't do anything. He just gets arrested off screen for running drugs, and that's it. That's where the show fucking wraps up. I mean, hey, don't do drugs, kids. Which again No, exactly. Like again, like it's weirdly realistic in that way, and I like that. But at the same time, it's it's very atypical narratively the way it gets resolved. I think it's both a good and a bad thing in a sense that it it does feel kind of anticlimactic with some of the res- resolutions. But at the same time, mm. I get what they're going for, and I kind of enjoy that because it's like, well, yeah, sometimes you're not going to be the one who who resolves a big issue. Sometimes the universe just takes care of itself, man. That's it. It's 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 over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 
and then and there's uh, another one where, like there's the one with the piano girl where canon finds this girl i think it was like at her job who's playing her song on the piano and she like she's trying to become friends with the girl and like oh well my my mom doesn't let me actually play the music i want to play she's very demanding and like they set up this arc where they start fighting with the girl and they accidentally kidnap her and then they think they kidnap her as well and there's a lot of like the mom is your typical helicopter demanding parent it's like no you have to do exactly what i tell you to do you know you, you can't live your own life and like it's interesting because you think the setup is that going to be that shenanigans occur and the daughter stands up for herself against the mom and the mom finally caves but no like the mom just doesn't fucking care and she takes the daughter away and they move out of the city and then you know bad end haha which <laughs> i was surprised they went for a full-on bad ending for that storyline the mom probably like smashed her with a it's kind of fuck iron, it's like kind of fucked up flattening iron Put oh yeah probably made, made her take a bath with a toaster it's, it's mm. typical japanese parenting really Oh, yeah, you know, usually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one was actually really surprising because I was just like, that's it? Wait, that's it? It's a, wait, <laughs> what? The, oh, oh, okay. We're never, we're never going to see her again, and that's where the story ends? Yeah, uh, neither the are they because she's fucking right. dead, apparently. She's probably dead. She, her probably. mom probably like, threw off a cliff somewhere. She's like, oh, no, this one broken. Probably. One broken. Just tossed her off the cliff. And she goes, mm. time, time for, for a new daughter. daughter. Uh, well, I mean, she doesn't have a husband anymore, but I guess it never stopped anybody. Uh, no, no, it's um, not. But yeah, that's the thing. I like the, again, I, I, I don't want to use the, the down-to-earth, not realistic, down-to-earth storytelling where, yeah, it's, it's, shit just happens. It's life, bud. It's life. Yeah, you win some, you that's lose some. Life. Sometimes a big giant stone monster comes to life. It's, it happens. Sometimes. It's, 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 it'll, only, only like twice, though. Uh not played yeah. by Kenji Osuda. That would be, I wish. he would be the villain. He if, would he, be. if he was the if he was the the stone monster, he would be Kenji Osuda. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. No, but yeah, I mean that that's pretty much it. Like there's really not much else to say about some of these characters. No, yeah, like a lot of the pl- uh, again, a lot of the plot lines are very insular within the characters and like, there's definitely more to talk about, like, within individual plot lines. Like, again, I, we kind of touched on it briefly, but, uh... Kanon's dad, at one point, comes and starts crashing with her in Tokyo. Which is weird, because he's in the opening credits from episode one, but doesn't show up until, like, episode 14. Uh, I digress. And, like, there's a lot of stuff with her and her relationship with her dad, and... He's kind of in Tokyo for ulterior motives, and the way that builds up, and... I found all that to be relatively interesting, and I did like the way that all plays out, but there's not a whole lot to be talk about it beyond the specific plotline. There is one little detail I did find interesting, is that um, whenever she's talking to like somebody from her family or somebody that she knows from like her childhood, like when she's talking to her dad or when she's talking to like her grandparent or somebody that, you know, like a, a childhood friend who was from the countryside, she immediately switches to like, that country style accent of speaking. And then whenever she's talking to somebody else like Taihei or the others immediately right back to like normal dialect. I found that really interesting. And the show is really subtle about the way she switches between that. 
Um, but again, like beyond that, we've kind of covered all the basics there. There's again, most of the fights are relatively short, and even when they aren't, it's like it's the same monster doing the same stuff every episode. The, the, the weird thing about this and, show is that it's very hard to talk about within a review retrospect discussion kind of concept because it's really something that you have to just sit down and watch. And I don't I don't usually like yeah. saying that, but it really is something you kind of just have to sit down and experience because you have to let everything sink in. I, this is one of those shows where I really do say how you watch it is going to be how you perceive it. Like Jay took what is it? You took like a couple of weeks to watch it somewhere on there? Yeah, I I definitely did take my time with it. I I didn't shotgun it like I typically did. I did it maybe like one or two episodes a day. And that's really kind of the pace you want to watch the show. You want to watch it at a pace similar to the pacing of the show. You really want to let let it simmer. Give it give it plenty of time in your brain to focus like, on Like, I watched things. it within a week. So, so it's not as yeah. much as Jay, but I still let it kind of simmer. The last three episodes I did watch uh, kind of in succession. Which is the problem. I think I think the, the biggest issue is that, like, if you're going to binge this show, you really have to have, like, a few hours of your day just put aside to watch this show properly. Because if not, you're really going to find yourself going, uh, what's next? My phone rang. Yeah. Oh, Twitter. Like, it, it can happen. And it will happen if you don't watch this show in a proper, you know, proper viewing situation, I guess. But of course, you know, AJ, one of those things that helps keeping you in that mindset of focusing on the show is keeping your energy up. And even though I have a reputation for finishing all the shows we review super quick, even I have a trouble keeping my energy focused on the things, especially in a long-term form. But fortunately, what's helped me keeping my energy more focused in recent, uh, recent times is a little energy drink called Magic Mind. I've heard about it from a couple of different places, other YouTubers, other podcasts, stuff like that. And I figured, eh, this sounds good. I'm going to give it a shot. It's, you know, not too expensive. So, uh, but no, I've actually really enjoyed it. It's definitely been helpful just on like a everyday basis. I mean, I've always had trouble keeping my energy up pretty consistently. I've always had uh, issues focusing on my tasks, especially, especially at work and everything like that too. But yet at home or, you know, my, my job job. So having this every day has actually really helped uh, improve my energy. It's helped me wake up much quicker. It's helped me stay awake longer through the day. I don't crash near the end of the day. Um, plus, since it's not made of, uh, you know, all sorts of disgusting chemical slops and additives and mystery gunks and sugars and all that, it tastes good and it makes me feel good throughout the day. It's 100% all natural ingredients, all herbal remedies, and not necessarily extracts in the way you would think, like a vanilla extract or something like that. But it's, you know, they're they're taking the the essences of it, and they're they're not necessarily refining it, but they're packing it down all into one compact package, essentially. Um, so you know, it's predominantly based with matcha. So it's you know, you get the green tea, you got the caffeine from it. Doesn't have that disgustingy chemically taste. A lot of like artificial caffeine type stuff does uh it's not harsh like coffee tends to be it's not bitter it's entirely sweet which really helps too is it also it's it's nice and sweet but it's not overpoweringly sweet like an energy drink too and honestly even just outside of the energy it helps me stay focused i know the the delayed pause there doesn't necessarily help sell that very well but it does help me focus on my long-term tasks it's helped me stay as concentrated on my work whether i'm 
doing a video or I'm actually at work or I'm just kind of doing something. Uh, drinking one a day has helped me stay focused throughout the entire day. And like I said, there's no crash or anything, so I never really noticed that decline at all. And I think that more than anything is really what's kept, kept me drinking it for as long as I have been. And you know what? Hey, if that sounds good to you, I would recommend trying it. And fortunately, I've got a special little link here that you can, uh, you can go and get some for yourself. So if you go to this funny little link, magicmind.com slash toku20, that's magicmind.com slash toku20, and you sign up with that link, you get a 20% permanent discount on your account for either one-time purchases or any future subscriptions and renewals that you get for the product. And if you use that code, within the first 10 days of using that code, you will get 56% off of any subscription that you set up with. Yes, 56% if you use the code within 10 days on top of the 20% that you were already getting. So that's 76% off if you use that code within the first 10 days of clicking that link. So again, that's magicmind.com slash T-O-K-U-20. That's two zero, by the way, two zero twenty. And that gets you 56% off of a subscription and 20% off permanently applied to your account. And again, I mean, like even the best shows have those kinds of moments and the the most thoughtful slowest paced shows all do that so it's not necessarily something unique to the show or a problem it's it does happen sometimes where something will be moving at such a pace that where you need to be you need to be able to focus on it without any distractions and because distractions will fuck you up and you will lose your spot it's weird that the pace and, of, the pace of the show i will say is I'm not going to, I'm going to make up a new term. It is simulated real life. Actually, you know what? You know how they, you know how they call it slice of life? This is just life. That, that's what this show is. It's life. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't go, yeah. it doesn't skim over. Even if you think sometimes it might, it, it should. It doesn't skim over like random tiny little moments, little conversations. Even though they have literally nothing to fucking do with anything. They, they they take their time. They allow themselves to be like, all right, you're watching our show. Sit back, drink a beer, just just watch it, just Ooh. just enjoy it while you're here. And I and I like that. I do like that. Um, but that's really everything I have to say about it. Honestly, there's not too much to say about it outside of it's something you have to experience and come up with your own ideas for. Mm. Yeah, like. Uh Again, like I could, there are a bunch of things I could talk about, but a lot of them are just this is this character and this is their arc and the way it relates to canon, and that would get old after a little while, and that'd be just me explaining the show to you. So this I don't really want to get into that. He had his balls taken off from a young age, just like canon. <laughs> Wait <Yes>. a second. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's this kind are of show. Sure? I think that's a different show. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I'm sure about are. that. I'm pretty uh, sure. This is now Nagasawa. She has titties, unlike Canon. This is <laughs> this is Hayden Christensen. Uh, no one likes him anymore, and he was in a weird movie about being Italian. 
This uh, is the blue one. She kind of reminds me of Wakana from O's and I don't or from Double and I don't know why. This is Taihei. He has ADHD and extreme social anxiety. <laughs> Just, Just like, like Canon. Canon. Wait a this second. This is Canon. She cannot <laughs> bear fruit. <laughs> Just like Canon. <laughs> <laughs> This is Joe Nagiri. He was made a ham sandwich and a blowjob behind the alley of a Tokyo Dome to be in this movie. Earned a show. Oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't mention that. Uh, Joe Nagiri shows up in the last episode for like five minutes and he literally does nothing. He is just sitting what there. What else like, did he I need don't, to do? I, I think he says like one thing. And that's it. The rest of the time, he's just sitting there eating food. He doesn't do anything at Joe all. Joe Udigiri, extremely angry that he decided to get paid by the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he's there because, of course, it's the same producer and everything Kuga. as Hibiki. And or Kuga, technically. And so he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, just pay me by the line. And they're like, all right. Gives him one line to do, so he's just... But he's just sitting there. The absolute genius that is his name. It's Fuga Jay. Just like that yes. show that he was in. Yes. With Agito. I'm pretty sure that's yes. a thing. Somewhere. I'm pretty sure they were they were both in the drama somewhere. It time. might. Probably. Uh, but yeah, Joey Deere's sure. here, and he has long hair. Actually, to be fair, he's had just he's like had long hair for a while, hasn't he? He's basically had long hair since Kuga, I mean, honestly. Yeah. I mean, his hair was a little shorter in Kuga than it is nowadays, but yeah, he's he, he's got that Johnny Depp look going on since, like, 2005. This is Kuga. He refuses to come back because Toei has their head up their ass, just like Canon. <laughs> to be fair, it's fine. Uh, this is Bujin. He, he's a giant stone golem that destroys the countryside, just like Canon. This is Canon's grandmother, just like Canon. She is dead, but Canon wishes she was. This is Canon's dad. He kind of reminds me of uh, a frog. <laughs> he was the guy who, uh, he was the bad guy from oh, K-Tai 7. What? Oh, was just he? like Canon. Yeah, he was uh, oh, one of the God. presidents of Anchor. Uh, he was familiar from somewhere. Uh, this is the old man. He is wanted for seven states for molestation against trees, just like Canon. I don't know. I don't, I... This is this is Canon's ex-boyfriend. Just he's like a Canon. drug dealer, just like Canon. I mean, to be fair, she looks like she's on Xanax for like the first five episodes. She probably <laughs> is. She just took a perk 30 on Tokyo and nothing ever went the same. No, yeah, um, man. This is Canon. <laughs> I mean, look again. Th that's the that's the weird thing again. This is AJ. He beats jokes just into like the Canon. ground, just like Canon. <laughs> this is Jay. He beats jokes into the ground, just like Canon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I there's there. <laughs> you, you really struggled to come up with something, <laughs> just like Canon. <laughs> I mean, she, all right, she, episode's she over, folks. To come up with something, just like her boyfriend did. That's why he beat her. Yeah. 
I don't I, think that no, happened. We never went down the wife beating route, which is good. I don't. I don't think the show needed physical abuse. I, I, this is Shuichi Ikeda. He's in this show for like some Canada. reason. Just like Canada. Oh my god. Um, well, okay. So besides that, I guess. It, I mean, again, it's this. This is Takashi Miike. He was originally going to direct this, just was like Canon. Uh. It started as a reboot movie that he was going to direct, and then it became a show, and then he to make KTI Seven. Except this was before after yeah. KTI Seven. Co- incidentally, he did later make a movie that had Daimajin in. Oh, it. there you so go. He made Shin Daimajin. Yeah. Not really, because Daimajin's like one character in the movie. There's like a bunch. Not so important. there's no Shin Daimajin. When is Shin? Not as far as I'm aware. No. What are we even gonna I mean, watch Ego Game there? Like it's it's on the wheel. Someday. It's someday well, see, it's gonna I mean, happen. I don't someday. even know if there's subs for Eco Gander. I mean if there are, I guess we'll watch it, but whatever. Again, to to go back on topic, I there's really not much else we can say about the show because again, it's much it's very much an experience kind of show where you have to really sit down and let it I, I don't wanna say consume, but let it you, you have to absorb it in a very specific pace or you're going to get bored of it really fast even if you're not trying to but it will happen so if you go by a very specific pace a very nice normal pace yeah you'll have fun it's fine it's, it's going to be a, it's, yeah. it's a fun time honestly overall I like the show I thought it was alright <laughs> um, definitely not one of the better shows of this, I really of this season though mm. yeah yeah, I think I would agree. I honestly, I really enjoyed the show a lot. Um, I, I think I found it a little more interesting than AJ did. I, I don't want to say I understood it a little bit better. Uh, I did, but I kind of appreciated more a lot of the themes. And again, I think it's more because I more personally relate to a lot of the characters and especially Canon. So, a lot of the story arcs and a lot of the emotional elements, I found to be more particular personally relatable so i really enjoyed this show a lot again as much as we say it as a joke this is really basically hibiki too so if you couldn't if you didn't vibe with hibiki you are not gonna vibe with this show especially if you couldn't stand the first half of hibiki. I, mean, I mean again uh, i to, to go into mine like it's not that i just it's not that i didn't appreciate it as much as you did i just don't think it's the best when it comes to what it's doing. I think it's still good though. I, I still think this show is great. However, I'm not sure if I'm ready to really think of it as the pinnacle of this year. Cause let's be honest, we've seen a lot of shit this year, Jay, that is just really fucking good. Um, so, Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't say it is like the pinnacle well, of this year. I mean, it's definitely top I mean, five not, so I far. Mean, the, I mean, that, that's the case. We've only seen really good, five really good things this year. Um, but to to go back into it, like That's true. I appreciate what the show is trying to do, and I wish more shows would try and do it. I feel if we had one more show like this, with the exact same people, by the way, I know that's impossible, but with the exact mm. same people, I feel like they would they would craft it, it just perfectly enough where I'm like, all right, they have found the formula for how to make this work. 
And I think I think a lot of it still does work though. I like Canon's journey. I like Taihei. I like the themes of the show when it comes to trust and stuff like that. I love the for the most part the aesthetic. The aesthetic of the show is really nice because it almost falls into Hibiki with a lot of the foresty areas, mm. but it doesn't allow itself to 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 dwell too far on that. And it's interesting. It it gives a very nice feeling of calm. And honestly, that's the same way I can say it about when I said it about Hibiki. It's a very calm show. There's action, there's fighting, but it's a show that you're not coming into for the action and the fighting. It, you're coming into it for the characters to really think and talk about these characters. Like every episode, something's going to pop out at you where you honestly think, okay, you know what? I, I took something away from that that I did not initially think of before. And I think that is that sh- the show in a nutshell. If you can watch it at like, like let's say like a pace like Jay, like maybe two episodes a day or maybe an episode a day if you if you're lucky enough, I think you're going to enjoy the show really well. But I would still say it's probably number. It would be the the last place in everything that we've seen for uh, Tokusatsu this year. I would say that at least fifth place. I would say that. I know, motherfucker. I fucking watched. No, Mystic no, 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 no. You're, you're mistaking this. this. I'm, not... I'm talking about top five. If we're if we're talking okay. about like All right. the worst shit that we've seen this year, I mean, come on. That's that's not that's this is not. It isn't even touching the worst. Yeah, I, I fucking we, better we watched hope Rosetta. you don't mean that. We watched fucking B fighters. And that was boring as shit. That one was actually boring. That was like legit. Like, mm. See, I, I think I should say this. When I use the word boring for this show, I mean boring in a good way, which I don't think a lot of people under- know what that means. But B-Fighters was just boring, boring. Like, God, I want to die. I wish for death when I watch B-Fighters. Uh, yes. But anyways, Jay. 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 Yes. Yes. I spanned the wheel. Yes. Yes. Of course you did. Uh, bo- Are we even going to have time to do anything before we uh, go? Yeah, actually. Hold on. If we if this comes out tomorrow, uh, we have at least two weeks. All right. I mean, as, as long as we do it within those two well, weeks. Well, let's see stop what we got. Oh, Bo Kenjer. Oh, man, uh. Wait, no, Shin Kenjer's actually kind of good. I never watched it. How do you so know? So I don't know if it's good. <laughs> so I exactly. Say I, I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. <laughs> You're probably wrong. Have I ever You're seen, usually wrong. I mean, have we ever seen. Have you seen Shin Kenjer? Have you seen. Have Shin I seen Kenjer? what? Oh, Shinkenger. Uh I haven't seen it all the way through, but I've seen a decent uh, chunk of it. I've never seen it. I mean, I, I mean, t- to be fair, there's. I don't think there's a single person that I've ever met who legitimately has told me that Shinkenger is bad. No, I know Chad oh, loves Chad it. Chad loves it. Phil loves it. I mean, again, everybody that I know who's into Sentai or Tokusatsu loves Shinkenger. So if I somehow end up hating it, that's going to be like a miracle or I just watched one episode and skipped it. Which I doubt because if we, we we land on it, we have to watch it. So I mean, I'm, or you I'm have pretty a sure problem. that I, I would like it. I mean, it looks cool. I like the idea behind it, and everyone tells me it's great. So I mean, yeah. the only time people have told me that something was great where it wasn't was Build. 
So, oh, and Gaim too. Gaim too. Yeah, I think that's. Well, well, now you're getting devices. I mean, I mean, I don't disagree with you. This is fair. Would you would you call Gaim the greatest? Would you call it even great? I wouldn't. I wouldn't call Gaim great. Let's let's not even let's not mince words here. It's not great. It's aight. It's aight. It depends on it depends on your bar quality to consider something great. Great for me would be my bar of quality, Jay, would be something like Katai. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there you that's go. That's not a particularly fair one. Like Katai is great. Gaimazite. Gaimazite. It's, it's not gonna it's not it's not touching Katai. Let's be fair here. No, I mean few things. Uh, do. Shin Rider touch Katai. It is no no area. You knew I knew you were well, I mean, it's about say phones. That. You better call the police. What? 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 I mean, it's <laughs> it's K Tai. I mean, this year it's K Tai Shin Rider, Shin Ultraman, and Don Brothers, and what else? We saw something else that was really good. Uh, was no, it? Maybe maybe I'm thinking of like last year when we um, where we watched food. Yeah, I think I'm mixing up last year to be honest. Um. But whatever. Probably are. I have spun the wheel. And Jay, since you mentioned it, you got to go find these things. Uh, uh, find I subs, fucking Jay. knew this was going to happen. All right, I'm fucking Let's on it. Give me a has, fucking second. Open up. This the has the damn. subs. Oh, boy, the subs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold, you fucking give me a second. Oh, boy, the subs, Jay. The okay. subs. Oh, my God. You're going to find the subs. Let's see. If this has subs, I'm going to be shocked. That is the sequel. 720p. Uh, this says it has subs. Where? Looks like they uh, found it on the, the usual site. Oh, there's no... Hold on. Allegedly, there are subs. Give me a fucking minute here. So, <laughs> this is where we find out they're only French. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, yeah, thank you for completely scrolling past that. Some group called Gao Soul Forever did it. Uh, it's only 14 And they're episodes. only 10 minutes long. Oh, that's good. I can probably I find found, it. I saw. I found the YouTube link to episode one from Gal Soul Forever, but nothing else. Uh, well, it looks like it is subbed, so we can probably find it. And you know, worst case scenario, just fucking. Oh, what is this? Uh, collection? Does this have subs? Ba -ba 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 Load, please. Worst case scenario, I just check uh, KRDL. I know they'll probably have it. Even though I fucking hate using that site because it takes forever to download. You're going to do it anyways because you suck. Uh, yes. You suck. Yeah, okay, they have it. All right, it, so we so can just get them there. All right. Oh, thank Christ. Yeah. Okay, so after Die Imagine, Imagin Boo, Cannon, Jodagiri show, uh, we're doing Kenkyu Chojine Eco Gator. 
stunning pronunciation. No, the, um, you know, I'm not going to take that pot shot today. So, yes, Kankyo Chojin... I knew he, I knew you were going to... Kankyo Chojin Ikogender so. is, uh, from what everyone's saying, it's about the planet. So, basically, we're going to be watching the last the uh, one of the last episodes of Rosetta again. <laughs> we're just... It's education. Yeah, we're going to watch it, and the most education is don't litter kids and just blow someone's brains out. That'd be kind of epic, honestly. But, uh, yeah, so Eco Gainer is going to be the last episode we do before we head to Japan World Heroes. Japan World Heroes. I can't believe it. Titanic on VHS. <laughs> Water with no eyes. Jumping into light fears. Water without any eight. Without <laughs> and any ice. dirt. The newest season of The Simpsons. And dirt. I saw. Did you have dirt. you seen the uh, the updated one uh, that uh, Luke's actual voice actor did? That's a pretty good one. Yes, too. I have. <laughs> yes, it was. That so guy's good. a fucking shit poster. How did he get his he's, job? He's, he's so such good. a fucking shit poster. I don't know. He's he it, he just lucked Motherfucker out. Motherfucker posts he just on A or out. something. I bet you. He's, he a, must. he's, a, he's a complete a fag. Anyways, uh, so yes. Yeah, so next time, which should be within like ten days, because it's only ten episodes. No, it's fourteen episodes at uh, ten minutes a pop. Uh, it's like what, a couple hours. Theoretically speaking. It's about four hours or something. Just about four hours. Here, uh, it's 14 episodes. It's 140 minutes. What is 140 minutes in hours? And it's two hours, yeah, 20 minutes. So, yeah, we could, we could, uh, well, I'll bang that out within the day, really, so. All right, well, that's Probably. it, everybody. Go watch Dimagine Canon. If, just like Canon. <laughs> Go go watch it. Just go watch it. It's, it's great. This is Eco Gander. He's gonna kill you just, for polluting. No, it's just like, like Canon. This is Rosetta. It's fucking boring. Just like Canon. I mean, that's probably why she got beaten by her boyfriend. Uh, you're gonna keep saying that, and then somebody's gonna bring that up as if that, like it was an actual thing that happened in the. Remember show. that time Canon got the shit kicked out of her for overcooking the roast. You remember that time Taihei got AIDS? Oh my god, Taihei's! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what were this they This episode's cooking? over. Go home. Yeah, we should probably wrap. We should probably I'm gonna watch Eco wrap this Fuck up off. already. Bye. Bye. Uh, I don't know. It never makes any fucking sense. Are we stopping? You stopped. All right.